Thank you for listening to Lone Star Community Radio. This program was broadcasted and recorded live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. Lone Star Community Radio is supported by listeners like you. Donate and sponsor today. For more information on getting involved with Lone Star Community Radio, contact us at lscrstudios at gmail.com or visit us online at www.irlonestar.com. It's kind of, you know, I didn't think I looked that bad, Richard. Come on. Uh, So um, he's just trying to keep the audience from being afraid. Or I always do that for the opening so they see that it's sponsored by Wooten Financial Group. Oh, you had, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, Cindy, oh, you the, don't even know who you're sponsored by. I know who I'm sponsored by. Chris and I are like that. Are you proud of me for not jumping in? This is the first time yes. I haven't just jumped in. I've, I'm, like, so I'm waiting for my introduction. Proud of yourself. I'm going to go take a nap, though, because this seems like it's going to take a while while you figure out even who your sponsors are no it's chris wooten i know it's chris wooten sure. okay well it's not Stop him Richard. it's the wooten financial group okay that's very important chris wooten is how a, long you've been doing this radio show he's the head guy years just okay. years what, what i love is she talks about chris so much when she does the sponsorship i always feel like everyone that works there doesn't exist <laughs> it's like they suck everyone sucks but chris there so people are gonna be pulling up going Psst. I'm looking for Chris. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Only Chris. Well, he signs the checks, so you know, I give credit to that guy. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, I I guess you're now, you know, it's not a surprise or anything that uh, we haven't said who I am. Nobody said Bob I, Smiley, I, so you can I, still I, you I'm can getting be ready the one. To. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Drum roll for these. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Wait, is it still... Just ignore everything going around you. Stay focused. You're he's, a professional. He's, he's trying to show me... I'm not showing I'm, you anything. I'm showing everybody else. I'm showing the world what you oh, look world. like. He's broadcasting simultaneously. Yes. Oh, my simulcast. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, so today we have Bob. All right. Uh, that so, was... <laughs> No, I mean, I give you, I give you the Ladies best, and gentlemen, I give please you the welcome best to the mic. Introductions, flowery, ridiculously, you know, shameless uh, promotion when I have you, you know, describing you coming on. Mm-hmm. World renowned Christian comedian. You use a lot of words I had to look up this last time. I know. Yeah. I knew. So, <laughs> yeah, and, but, I, and I did notice all your publicity photos for today were photos from about 10 years ago. Yeah, we've got to get an updated photo because, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. That one of... The one with me in the Incredible Hulk t-shirt and the Dukes of Hazzard uh, right. patches on my blue jeans. And I was in fourth grade, Cindy. It is time to I had get to, an update. I had to buy him a cheeseburger or something after it was over because when I put my arm around him, <laughs> it was like I shook hands with myself and I went, Bob, you are too skinny. So, so I was super skinny the first time I came on and did, did the show Yeah, because I was going through a lot and so I just didn't eat and I wasn't sleeping and I guess like sleep and food no eating. is important. I don't know. Study's not you know, completely out. But uh, I, yeah, I was super skinny. So here, here's what I'm bringing up. So I posted a, uh, a video on TikTok, like of an old time, like something from that era. And I posted that clip and one of the worst comments, because I love reading terrible comments about me. And when it said, uh, holy crud, you used to look good. You've aged like milk. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, that's pretty bad. That's, that's, 
That's it. You've aged like milk. Like what ages worse than milk? So I don't was, know because it was you know, usually slam. that's chunky and you weren't chunky at all. No, I wasn't no. chunky at all. But I think yeah. that's I think that was their but point. Age like is that I've become chunky. No, 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 no. You were not. You you are not. You've you've been working out. First of all, you said you were not. You were not. No, no, no. no. You, you you were not. You were chunky. I don't ever remember you being chunky because you always worked out. Yeah. And also, all of a sudden, Bob came in. And he came in like, uh, so well, what's going on, everybody? And <laughs> yeah. you had all these lumps on you. Now, that was chunky, but yeah. uh, but you were... I did bulk up right before I got married. You did? And then, yeah. Let and it then all go? lovely and talented wife reminded me that I don't have to do that anymore because we're married. <laughs> so the treadmill got back to being a clothes hanger. And, yes. Oh, yeah. yes. And I didn't have to do all that stuff anymore. That's, That's wonderful. That's not true. I work out. I, I worked out this morning. I got up early so I could... Got up at the crack of 9.30 so I could hit the gym before I came and did this world-winning, is it a radio show? I still don't know what it is. I don't. She it's a live, yeah. live stream. Okay. Um, and you uh, you don't only have to work out for this part up here. That's mm-hmm. all you have to do. And oh, I've got Muppet legs down here. I've got Kermit legs. You don't want to see those. So Do you know? I, got I this stay t-shirt. radio interview shape. <laughs> That's Look at the t-shirt, I, the, what I have on. What? I, you had your hair's covering it. Oh, right, here we go. Show every. Welcome oh. to Hawkins. Why would you? You you couldn't find a John Chris T-shirt to wear just to really rub knew, it in my face. No, I knew he was going to think that I went to some concert and saw Tim Hawkins. That's his <laughs> his big competitor, his big uh, rival, and one his, of my best friends, and one of your best friends. Okay. But y'all are great because you're always trying to outdo the other one. And, yeah, and. Uh, so, but I didn't realize that it was just clean. It wasn't on the floor. And so I got mm. it and put it on. And, and I was going over <laughs> here and I went, oh, welcome to Hawkins. Hawkins, Tim Hawkins. So he'll think I went to one of his concerts, I'm sure. Yeah. So I want to explain We're very that. similar, though. Uh, he just bought a brand new tour bus to replace his old one. And um, I just got a scooter. So <laughs> we're both having a pretty good year. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. I know you. I, I can so see Bob touring in the smart car. Yeah, <laughs> on those little little snub nose smart cars. Yes, I've see. I've been doing uh, little mini tours in Louisiana. There's a guy there that does a lot of you know he puts together shows during the week, so it's great. And so there's a rental car place right up from my house, and so I jog up there because I, I'm not going to drive up there because I have to leave the car. So I jog up there. It's about a mile and a half. I get the car. And then I go and I do my four-day run, and then I drive it back, and I usually get back in the middle of the night. So I have to drop it off and then jog back to the house. And whenever I f- first went, they, they gave me a big, huge truck, and they were like, oh. but then they saw how many miles I was putting on it. So by the <laughs> third time, they gave me this little uh, smart car kind of thing. It wasn't an actual smart car. It was like it was like something uh, – it ran on clown farts, I think, basically. <laughs> Can I say that? Can I say the word clown? Um, uh, sure. Go ahead. And uh, yeah, I think it had a lawnmower blade underneath uh, it. Like it was the little smallest thing. And so I literally um, like, and I was touring with a band that did have a, a tour bus. And so we pulled up and we, we do have a great photo on Facebook of the big, huge, nice tour bus. And then I'm in my little, you know, <laughs> little car. I, standing there. I always felt that people were like, cause he, where do you even buy smart cars? I, I honestly, for a, a good moment, I thought you had to be disabled to be eligible to buy those cars. Oh really? Cause I was like, you never see them at car lots. You never see like a smart car, you know, dealer. And so I was like, smart cars are the baby pigeons of the bird world. I but, just realized. But that. you know what I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're doing. I've never seen a baby pigeon and I've never seen 
<laughs> a smart car for sale. Yeah. Because like, usually you drive them until they just fall apart, right? Or I, or you I, hit a bump and it, <laughs> it falls apart. I don't apart. even know where they come from. And that's why I've I, never thought about that. Where do you buy a smart car? That's why I always thought you had to be like, I'm not smart a, enough you have to be a disabled smart. person to apply. <laughs> I thought it was something special. Like, oh, you qualify. They send you, you know how like when you hit like 55, you yeah. get all of a sudden you get all this double ARP stuff. I don't like, know. Well, I meant like that kind of thing. He and, over at or me. like when you get in accidents, they're like you get insurance stuff yeah. all the time. And then it's like, I guess if you qualify for a smart car, they'll let you know. They'll you, <laughs> I never thought about that. So that's a good question for the listeners. Like, where do you yeah. get a smart car? I've never seen one on a car well, lot. The guy who lives across the street from me has a um, used car salesman. Uh, not. I'm looking it up right now. I'm pretty yeah, sure. We're going to find out really quick. It's got to be something like Sewell or yeah. something. Well, you can buy them used. So I'm talking about new. I'm brand talking about new, brand new smart car. Smart Maybe car. it comes in the trunk of another car. And so you buy like yeah. a Chrysler and then you open the trunk and it's like, oh, this one came with a smart car. And you give yeah. it to a family member. That would be a great marketing thing. I don't know. Thing. That actually is. Listen, I'm just so sorry that I missed all last week. But I was so happy that you had Bob playing uh, retroly. Uh, is that a word? Retroly? I don't think so. But it anyway. doesn't matter. Nobody's listening. So you can say, <laughs> I mean, I think Listen, that's forgottenly. You know, I'm going to get 34 calls. So, <laughs> like, even if you go to their website, they're not selling you a car. Oh, for crying out loud. Now, see what you got him off they're just, The website just says, look in the trunk. <laughs> well, no, it just says, like, look at all these cool technologies we're developing. And then it didn't say buy a car. You can't buy one. It didn't say where to where buy Where do it. you buy a smart car? And not used. Yeah, not used. I don't know. In China? I don't know. That's so crazy. I never thought about that. You order it from China. I bet that's how you do it. Um, Oh, here we go. (laughs) It's starting. Here we go. Oh, there we go. Can anybody do an impression of a frog? (laughs) Cindy. When the last time I was here and I had such a horrible voice, I had, as long as I talked in a lower register, Mm. but it all sounded like this. Yeah. So, yes, you've. Got the Cindy Cochran show, and um, so it was. It was terrible. So it, people, I'm better. I'm so much better now. But I got to tell you, I'm on so many steroids. Are you waving at people on the? On your I was computer? waiting for a question. You brought me in here to interview me, and okay. I was just sitting here what? waiting. And then people are asking me questions, and I was like, "Well, maybe I could do an interview with them while I'm waiting <laughs> for you." To ask me a question. <laughs> Would you turn that around? Let me see what they're asking. No. This is this is the person who's not interviewing me. <laughs> and so Okay. Um, did you tell me I was on Johnny Carson? Yeah, oh. she was on Johnny Carson. Okay, good. Okay, we got that out of the way now. Um anyway, so I've I'm on so many steroids and uh antibiotics and stuff like that. So uh steroids make you mean. And I if so if I come off like I'm not being sweet to you, Bob. No, I knew, I knew that because when I called you this morning to yes. say, hey, let's talk about these topics, <laughs> which is a huge <laughs> joke because I knew we'd never get to them. But I, I was like, let's talk about these. You were a little snappy. Yeah. But you're, you're a sweetheart. But like you said things like my parents were too married. Like, I don't know why you would call me that, but they, they definitely were married. So you were a little. Uh, all right. Update. Smart cars are not available in the United States to purchase. <laughs> Don't you think he's going to sell? Well, it's a good question. And I, okay. know the, I know the yeah, audience Somebody is, says, uh, nope, I can't read that. Never mind. 
<laughs> it looked like it was going to be a really good reply, but um. <laughs> okay. So Bob, hey, tell Cindy. me about the last concert you had. Oh, you talked about in, being in Louisiana, but you're going to have a. Uh, an amazing thing happened to you that we're going to bring up later in the show. So it'll keep everybody wondering and waiting because this is the coolest thing I've ever heard of. He let me know, and it's been so hard for me not to call, start calling my 34 people that are listening and tell them what you said because it is, it is very cool. Okay. In fact, Samuel, I should have, if I'd known, you know, I could have woken, I could have woken up, I could have. Woke him up, and he would listen to this because the, what you're getting ready to do is just extremely. Samuel's never mowed the lawn before. Like, <laughs> is that what no. you're talking about? No, about the. I can't oh. say it because it's a secret. It's not a secret, but it's just something that's just very cool. And you do have to listen to the end of this program because we're all going to talk about it. Eventually, we'll talk <laughs> about it. But uh, right now, we need to talk about you went to the comics. Comic oh, the CCA, com? the Christian Comedy Association. CCA. The CCA. I like that. Okay. So it's basically all Christian comedians. Like we all get together once a year. It's people that do sold out theaters to comedians who don't really have a career and they do like internet radio interviews at 2 p.m. on a Tuesday. So you've got like all different kinds of careers and stuff and um, we all get together and we you know it, it really is about kind of encouraging one another there's still some you know this is how you write a joke or this is how you post stuff on social media or you know there, there's some helpful seminar kind of stuff but mainly it's about hanging out and you get to you get to see all these comedians that you don't get to see the um the guy who led our worship was uh paul aldridge did i ever tell you about the first christian comedian i ever heard ever no. Okay, I'll make this quick. But I was at Abilene Christian <laughs> University. You know, can't put a price on Christian education, but no. they billed me. And I was my sophomore year in high school or in a college. And I'd done stand-up one time for my fraternity because if they t said if I did stand-up, I wouldn't have to pay the dinner fee for me and my date to go to their banquet. So we were having a frat banquet. They called it a grub. And they were like, Smiley, if you do stand-up, you won't have to pay. So my first actual paid, I got $86 because it was $86 for me and my date to go. So wow. I did stand up and this girl, like a couple like weeks later, comes up to me and she hands me a cassette tape and she's like, hey, you should be a Christian comedian. This is a guy named Paul Aldridge and you should check it out because I think you could do this stuff. And so I got the cassette tape. I put it in my like boom box because that's how old I am. And I started, Ooh. we lived in a duplex, we were renting a duplex, and so I was cleaning the garage, and I start listening to this guy. And it's clean, and it's funny, and like, and I can hear that the church is pretty big that he's performing at. And then the tape flips over, so I have to go over and actually manually flip it over, but it runs out, so I flip it over, <laughs> and I do. But here's what I didn't know. On the other side of the cassette tape was George Carlin's Seven Words You Can't Say on TV bit, which is a famous comedy bit yes but okay. i wasn't allowed to listen to george carlin so i didn't know the difference between paul aldridge and george carlin and so all of a sudden i'm in there cleaning the garage in my duplex and i'm like whoa the second half of this guy's show got dark and mm. then i'm trying to justify it because i still think it's him and i'm like okay wait a minute so he is saying you can't say these words so i guess that's good but man he's saying them a lot <laughs> 
And then I was like, what kind of church is this? Because I knew it was in California. Oh, yeah. So. And I was like, so it kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I was like, so that was my first intro into what a Christian comedian was. I thought your first half had to be super clean and funny. And the second half, you could just get dirty and raunchy oh. and stuff like that. But anyway, fast forward, what, 24 years later? And I'm hanging out in the room with Paul Aldridge and all these other guys that I grew up watching. And we're all just hanging out and doing stand-up. And you would love it because we slam each other like crazy, you know, in Christian oh, love. Fun. Well, yes, in Christian love. But Bless it's, your heart. There was a sound guy running the, the board because we had it at a church. And the sound guy, because I made, I mean, there's a guy named Mike James. And he got up the first night because we all do open mic night. And he got up the first night and he was like, uh, I married way out of my league. Oh, gosh. Sorry, I'm embarrassed. I'm I'm saying that with Bob Smiley sitting in the room here. <laughs> yeah, I married way out of my league. And, of course, the place goes nuts, you know, because I'm sitting there with Sarah, and who's gorgeous. And so, yeah, she is. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm going to tag him back. And so later, they were um, this lady was doing a seminar, and she asked me to get up and talk about uh, how to get bookings and stuff, like how to get your name out there. And so I jump up there, and I give a very serious answer about how to, you know, get bookings and get your name out there and stuff. And she was like, wow, thank you, but – we're comics, so we're always usually being funny. So I go, uh, man, sorry, that wasn't a very funny answer. It was kind of like a Mike James set. Um, you know, it's just not funny at all. And, of course, the place goes nuts. But the sound guy was sitting back there with Mike, and he, he looked at me. He's like, oh, my gosh. Like, I can't believe he said that. Like, because there, he's not used to comics. Right, right. And Mike was like, no, he deserved to tag me back. Like, it's this is – and it's not going to be the last. Like, so it was so <laughs> much fun because – we love each other, and we encourage one another, and we attack each other every chance we get. So. But isn't that hard? Isn't it difficult to do that in front of a bunch of comedians, that, especially when you see them going, you know, this, or they're writing things down? Yeah. So, <clears throat> so you don't think that there's they wouldn't do anything like that, like maybe borrow no, some No, nobody your, steals. <clears throat> no one steals. Okay. No one steals. That is death for comedy okay if you steal something oh my goodness no the you you'll never work again because like and with the internet it's so easy to prove like when somebody does a bit you know Uh and so if somebody's coming up now we all have similar concepts and you know so sometimes in fact hawkins and i we've written the exact same joke uh, to you know and realize we came up with the same idea we both saw a commercial and we had the same idea and then it's like it's basically whoever gets it out there first. So there are there are some similarities of how we write. So sometimes we do, but we're not stealing each other's stuff. But yeah, it's it's known in the Christian comedy world and in, in the comedy world, mm-hmm. you do not steal people's material. Oh, I'm, so, I'm glad but, about that. But it is a tough crowd. Like we get up. Oh, and my wife did stand up for the very first time. What did she did? Yeah, because you you have to sign up and. I had already done two shows the night before, the two nights before leading up to the conference mm-hmm. in that area. So people had already gone to my full shows. <clears throat> I was speaking. There was I was on stage a lot. And so Sarah was like, don't sign up. Let everybody get a chance to, to do an open mic night. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. I don't, I don't really want to do anything. And the guy came up to me and he goes, hey, last year you got up and you did a new bit that didn't do well. And it was great for all the new comics to see you up there struggling <laughs> With a bit, which was totally true. Oh, my god. Which, goodness. here's the funny part. I did this new bit that I struggled through. But it's open mic night, so you try stuff out. And it was terrible. And I got off the stage, and I sat down, and Sarah was with me again. And I was like, 
okay, I know that went bad, but like that's a, that's a good premise. And it's now my closer. It's what I close with for my show. So it was, and so the guy was like, so, so I want you to sign up. And I said, eh, I'd love to, but Sarah won't let me. So the guy looks across the room, this guy named Chris Roop, and uh, he's like, Sarah, I'm signing Bob up for open mic night. And she looks up and she's like, because Sarah's so loved by that whole community. So I actually think she was signing autographs <laughs> when she looked up. And she goes, only if you put me down too. So I'm like, oh. And so he writes her name down for the next night. And so I was like, mm. so we get back to the hotel and I was like, you know, he really wrote your name down. And she was like, yeah, you know, I'm halfway through my set writing it right now. And I was like, what? She's writing And so set. she got up the next night and absolutely just killed. Now, it was mostly making fun of me. Like it was oh, all a, stuff about me. What a But, shock. and which of course the whole, like every <laughs> right. comic there was loving it and stuff. But she did an ad lib. So Cleto Rodriguez is a, a really good friend of mine, comedian. He got up and he was sharing testimony um, earlier in the day. And he was talking about how we're built for community. We need to be able to lean on each other. Um, he said, you know, I, the darkest moment of my life, I, I really was just on the, on the ledge and didn't know what to do. And I called Smiley. And I called him because I knew he would care and I knew he'd take my phone call no matter what. And he said, here's the weird thing. Bob was getting ready to propose to Sarah, but he took my phone call and for about 45 minutes, like talked me off the ledge and talked me through this, this really dark time. And he, you know, so he's sharing this testimony with the idea of like, we're all built for community. So that night, Sarah gets up and she's like going through her like standup and she goes, and Bob and I have been married for uh, five years. It would have been six, but Cleto kept calling, and the place went nuts. It was like the best ad lib. Oh, that's I was great. sitting in the back going, I don't think I have to work anymore. I yeah, think I can send her out on the road and, you know. That's amazing. Let her you pay thought, the bills. You thought it was going to be Xander that you I thought it would out. be, uh, yeah, or Coulter. Or Coulter. Coulter was the one yeah. that, that got up and did. Uh, he, he actually opened for me. Uh, Coulter's my oldest son, for those right. listening. But we uh, he got up and opened about 12 14 times and the first two times he got up and he killed and it was a great crowd because everybody was coming to see me and they knew he was my son and so uh -huh. when he got off stage I was like that's not how it's supposed to go man you're supposed to bomb <laughs> you know to but he got yes. up and he was only doing like I think he did eight minutes the first time and it was good like now, it, did, his writing style was good so he was writing the stuff for himself yeah he wrote his own stuff did he put it past you first before yeah because when he there? came and asked to open for me he knew my first question was gonna be what do you got so he yeah. came and he was like hey uh if there's a show i think i want to open for you and i was like what and he goes yeah i've been thinking about it for a while and i was like well well okay what are you gonna write about and that's all the time we have for now Oh dear! Okay. As we wake okay. up from the I'm stream, well, who I'm is it? Who is it? Huh? Who is it? It's uh, an appointment. Cindy got a phone call. That no, it was it's the AC guy. Our, the AC went out just oh, before I left, okay. and Sam said we have no ACs. So I went, okay, well, I'll see you uh, in a week. Just call me whenever it comes back on. And uh, so he said the guy's going to come tomorrow, and he's. This guy is keeps he keeps calling me or texting me that uh, when he's going to be there. Yeah. So, but my uh, son-in-law Tim, Christie's husband, mm -hmm. 
is uh, does all that stuff all day. And so he t- he's going to call Sam and said, I'll come try and rescue you all before tonight before it gets too bad. Okay. So anyway, that's who that was. And if it was somebody more interesting, I probably would have put him on live and said, okay, what do you want? <laughs> and then um, and talk to him because, you know, I, I didn't want to interrupt at all. Your, uh, yeah, let's get back to the story. Anyway, yeah. the dog died. <laughs> It was really sad. <laughs> it was so sad. So I learned something every time I come to do this uh, show. We'll call it a show. Yeah. Um, I, because most <laughs> radio shows that I do, yes, they have a silence your cell phone uh, policy. Oh, but well, no, we well, don't get a lot of calls in, so we just kind of leave it open like that. So. <laughs> you should have seen when she got an Apple Watch for Christmas. Oh. <laughs> Because she didn't know how to turn it off, and she was just yelling at it. And, I say, and shut I just like, just don't ever bring that again. And <laughs> I haven't. The phone thing, I don't know. She's an elderly person, so I don't want her, like, it's like what I told her to turn off her life alert. Yeah. Yeah. Right, Cindy? Did, did, right, Cindy? Yes. My dad yes. My dad got yes. one. He got an Apple Watch, and he was like, he got so into it. But he also <laughs> thinks it's all ridiculous. So well, he called me one day, and he was like, Oh, you'll be happy. I closed my poop ring. (laughs) (laughs) There's not that ring. Because he was like, I got to stand every hour. I got to exercise. I got to do all this. Like, because you got to close your rings. You know about all that? No. Oh, you get your. But if I, at two two o'clock in the morning, it it did that. And I I look up and it's going, stand up. (laughs) And I'm going, what? I didn't know how to break it. I didn't know how to just, just crush it. It was, I was so mad that it woke me up. So, I don't wear it a lot during the day. I try and wear it, but but how many times? I just told her not to bring it here. Yeah, no, don't bring but it what, in. But what's good is that I think you should say the same thing about the cell phone. Go ahead. It, I well, I can't. I feel like that. It, you realize how many people like depend on Cindy? Oh yeah, that's true. So three, and she brings me. <laughs> well, she brings me lunch, so I have to be able to like. Okay, that is true. You have I, hedged your bet. You bring lunch to both of us yeah, anytime, and I'll allow you to have your phone because you. Yeah. And, and I've got like a uh, two hundred dollar deficit in my account, so me bringing y'all lunch is really so sweet. I wish you would, you know, acknowledge well, that, that. That's a great segue. If people are listening, they can donate to the Cindy Cochran Show. <laughs> And sponsor the program. There's That's a link below true. to donate right now to support Cindy. That's true. Because then I can keep y'all in the And sandwiches. my Venmo is Bob-Smiley-3. <laughs> can we give that out? Yeah, of course, If you've enjoyed Bob. today's yeah. interview, yes. well, let's not call it an interview. Well, well, because you keep talking about this one thing that you did, and I just I want to get on to other things that you've done. What have I done? You are so busy. You want to hear the worst show I've done you? this year? Oh, yeah, we- I do. Okay. Okay. So actually, it was last year, but it's so bad. Um, so I'm still playing catch up from 2020 because I had zero shows. Right. And there's only so much Uber Eats delivery, you know, that I can do. And so we're still playing catch up on bills and all this stuff. And so I'm taking every show. And so I get booked. This uh, third party company books me to do a, uh, it just sends me the address. And it tells me that it's uh, for a group of people. Not three times. And yeah. then. Okay. As I as I get like two days before, then they tell me it's for a uh, nursing home. I'm like, okay, it's during the day. It's at 12:30, so I drive to this nursing home. I get out and I'm like, this is where my career's at. Like, I have to do this. I need this this paycheck. <laughs> and when I pull up, I realize it's not a nursing home. It's uh, for Alzheimer's patients. So, Great. little little bit of like background. 
my great grandmother uh, had Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. All, I never can say it. Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's. Yeah. So I actually moved in with them for four months to take care of her until they could move into a assisted living place to take. So totally passionate about this and what the yes. disease does to people. So now I'm actually a little even more encouraged. Like, okay, because it was for the staff. And so I'm like, okay, this would be good because I've actually, I can speak to this. Right. Because for four months, I was like the caretaker. And so I walk in and the lady's like, can I help you? And I was like, yeah, I'm uh, Bob Smiley. I'm uh, here to do a comedy show. And she goes, ah, crud. And I was like, what? And she goes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, Let me, and I forget the lady's name, but she said, did uh, so-and-so book you? And I was like, well, it came through a third party, but yeah, that was my contact. And she goes, well, she's got COVID. So we thought since she had COVID, we would have this hour off. So now all the staff members think they're getting an hour off where they normally have to listen to a speaker on, you know, on this Friday. And uh, she's like, let me gather everybody up. And so she goes and she gathers everybody up in what they call the great room, which is the big, huge open room. And she's like, um, I said, okay, uh, where's, where's the speaker or the microphone? And she's like, oh, there's no speaker or microphone. And I was like, okay. I still have to wear my mask? And she was like, oh, yeah. So now they bring in the staff, which is 12 people. There are 14 round tables. They sit one person per table spread out in this great room. All have masks on. They're all looking at their phone because they don't don't know who I am. They don't want, you know. She puts me over in the corner. Here's the other thing. The last person that comes in brings all the patients. All the patients. There's about 35 patients. So they all come in, and I was like, are they going to be in here too? And they were like, yeah, but they just mill around, and uh, there was like a whole wall full of books, and there was like a crayon, uh, like uh, arts and craft place and stuff like that. And she's like, yeah, they'll just – so now I'm doing a show for these 12 people sitting individually at these tables with my mask on, and now there's like 35 people just wandering around. And it's, it was like The Walking Dead. Like I'm just oh, like literally – and I'm trying to do stand-up, but also have some encouraging words for them. And all of a sudden, I see them looking over my shoulder, like all of them. And so I turn and I look, and there was this sweet elderly lady, but she had long, stringy black hair. She, she looked like she was, uh, have you seen the movie The Ring? Yes, yes. Okay, she looked like yes. that. And she had walked up and almost put her chin on my shoulder. And so I didn't, I couldn't hear her sneak up on me. And I turn and I go, nah! And... <laughs> It scares me, which actually got one of the three laughs I got that day. And, uh, and she just stares at me because I was in her path. Oh, She had a constant path that she walked, and I was in her path, so she wasn't going to move. And so I jumped out of the way, and she – so the rest of my show, I had to try to stand in the corner I was supposed to stand in. But when she came around, I had to step over and let her go. It was, it was the oh, worst. But here's the best part of it. So I'm, I'm looking, I'm realizing nobody's listening. Nobody's like, and there's this one patient in a wheelchair and she's rolling around in between the, the tables and stuff. And I go, okay, guys, I got one more show for, or one more uh, uh, story for you. Uh, and then I'll be done. And the lady in the wheelchair all of a sudden stops. She goes, good, because I'm tired of this. And I was like, you know what? So am I. So am I. I it was the best heckle because it, she wasn't really being mean no i mean she didn't know what was going on she was probably wondering why this like redheaded kid was up you know talking right. so much and it was such a heckle <laughs> from the heart like it was the best and i was like me too 
That me too. But I'm gonna tell great. this one more story. So yeah, it was it was And how do you great. end how do you end uh, speaking to that diverse of I an audience. Like, uh, have you read the part in the Bible where there's uh, weeping and gnashing of teeth? Yes. I, I had a lot of that when I walked out to my car. Oh, so no, here's like... the deal. I, so I, I did that show at noon, and then I drove to, I think it was Livingston, uh, and did a show that night for a church, and it was killer. So it was, it was kind of a great way to like end, right. like, okay, I'm going to go bomb at this nursing home, but then I'm going to go like have a really good show. So... That was yeah, it was so it was kind bad. of cruel, to especially with the the staff, the staff. It they would, I would have to go speak. And I know I'm not trying to take anything away from what you were doing because mm-hmm. what you were doing is great, I'm sure. Um, but they would have me come in to do a positive thinking thing uh, at at schools when they would be in session for like the last few weeks after the kids had left oh, yeah. and they had to stay there and they had to have in teacher or in whatever it was but they, I just know in school suspension in teacher training they were doing You've training kids yeah you but, know i know about in school suspension <laughs> yes oh you're no. talking about in service in service that's in-service. it in service. so anyway they they booked me to do that so i go in there and i and i said you know what i just figured out first of all is that they come and they get me to come do this and they don't tell me that they're gonna put me right before lunch and I know it's hard enough to get everybody to listen to me while you know while you're cognizant but I know this is going to be really tough so I'm going to give everybody permission to go ahead and close their eyes lean back on the chair and just go to sleep it's fine because where I'm going to be speaking to is your subconscious now of course you'll never know what I put in there if you yeah. do this but it's okay you just go ahead and it was it was horrible they, <laughs> they did not want, and they didn't even have cell phones at that time to look at so what they were doing was just writing and they're reading the paper. You put their feet up on it. <laughs> it was horrible. And everything that the students do during the day, I guess, with them. But, um, but I, think you're, I think the fact that you did that was great because you had, you had all that background, that experience with, with working <clears throat> with someone yeah. that was like that. Yeah. And then to be able to – you probably would have had fun, more fun playing to them especially yeah it's and and it's it's a funnier story if i tell you like i really bombed but people sat down and they the staff was on their phone but then after a little bit they actually started listening and they started laughing so i really kind of won them over but when i started talking about like living with my great-grandmother and all the little things that i would do and stuff they really like perked up so i really did go and was able to encourage them that's good so sometimes it, it ends up well i did a prison I'm going to be real generic because I'm not supposed to talk about where I was or anything, but I did a Wait a minute. A they tell you not to talk about where You're not you supposed were? to say what, like, places that you go to, I, I think. Really? Yeah. Anyway, I was at this prison, and I was supposed to be going to this different uh, area, which was for a different group of prisoners, and it got thrown on me that, um, oh, no, 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 it's going to be for, like, the worst of the worst. And so they took us out, and, I mean, it was – everything was – like little individual cells with the big bars and everything. And we were supposed to start, like, let's say in 10 minutes. It took 40 minutes because each, each prisoner was in its own individual cell. And to move them, you have to move each one individual because you can't have them all out Together. at the same yeah. time unless you have them in this one, like, room. 
And so they had to move them individually. And I'm just standing there, and they have to walk through this little hallway, which is where I was standing. And then they put them in this big cage, and then I did stand up to them for the cage. And as they're walking by me, they're all, like, looking at me, and they're, like, annoyed. One guy walked by, and he goes, you better be good. And I was like, I got to be better than your wall. Like, that's all you have is to stare at a wall all day. Because they they, they, they're not let out unless there was some special event. And I was like, what do you mean I better be good? Like... This is an hour that you get out of your little tiny cell. Right. And, stuff. and they were brutal. They they were shouting mean stuff at me. Um, one guy got up and um, the warden, like, not the warden, but the main guy that was in charge um, knew what he was doing. So it wasn't a dangerous thing, but um, I guess he motioned, but he was going to get up and go to the bathroom. But he comes into the little hallway that I'm staying in, walks right by me, and he just walks by and he goes, you're not good at this. And then, and I'm just, and I'm like, all right, da, 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 all right 30 da, da, more minutes, da, da, da. waka, waka, waka. <laughs> and, and, and they weren't oh, even no. looking at me, like they were just totally ignoring me. There was one guy down front, and he was staring at me intently. And so now I'm realizing, like, and this is, I just did this for free. Like, yeah. I didn't, like, and I, and it took up all my day, and I had a lot of stuff to do. I'm not trying to make myself, like, but I, I really was like, how do you not appreciate somebody going to the to, trouble and and they just treated me terrible and so i got uh I, I i looked at my watch and um and i was like you know what this is not good and i'm not like there's no reason for me to be here this wasn't even where i was supposed to be that day it's not even what i agreed to do and now i'm in this horrible situation so now I, i'm like i don't care and so i just start like not heckling them but not like but i was like hey i just want to thank you the one dude who's staring at me intently and then all of a sudden, a big group of them started laughing. And I was like, oh, now you're going to laugh. And they were like, it's because he's deaf. <laughs> and I was like, oh. Oh, that's why he's, he's reading my lips. And I was like, and let me guess, you don't think I'm funny either, do you? And he was like, no. And he just shook his head. I was like, oh, my goodness. I'm never doing this again. It was a it was so bad. Know your audience. Yeah. Know your You should have had the names of all the, the guys that they hate. Yeah. All the guards well, that they hate. Well, even the warden got yeah. up and was trying to introduce me, and they weren't listening to him either. But here, here's, the, here's the kicker. So I finish early because I'm like, look, I'm not going to. And so I'm, I just want to get out of there as quick as possible. Oh, but you yeah. can't. You have to go and wait because then they have to walk you <laughs> out. So I'm waiting. And all these guys get up. They're still in the cage. And they all come over the bar. And I'm like, oh, here comes some more heckling and stuff. And they were all like, Smiley, that was great. And I was like, and at that time, I didn't care. I was like, no, it wasn't. You weren't listening to me at all. And they were like, no, man, no, it was great. It was really good. And I was like, let me just be honest with you. I'm never coming back here. Because, like, I told them. I was like, I'm, I'm never coming back here because you guys treated me terrible. And they were like, man, don't be that way, man. We just, you know. We, we, we liked you. We just, you know, we, we never get to hang out with each other. And, you know, like I said, I was like, oh, man, it was so bad. It was so bad. But did you ever, had Silence of the Lambs been out before you did this? This was like, I don't know, three months ago. Oh, for crying out loud. Yeah, did this you was not, recent. Did you not feel like you were in the middle of Silence of the Lambs? Oh, it was, it was crazy. Oh. And I've, I've had good experiences before, Yeah, which is why I did a whole string of them and like, they just started getting worse and worse and worse. <laughs> and a lot of it was, like, scheduling and stuff like that. that Or not, like, I didn't know what I was getting into. 
you know, where I'd show up and be like, oh, this is what we're doing now, you know. And so it was it was not like I, I kind of knew what to expect, but it just got worse and worse and worse. But yeah, it was. That's horrible. It was, it was it, really bad. Okay. Are you over it by the time you hit the gate and you're out the door or? I think I'm going to be over it? it probably in August. In August. Yeah. See, you know, it's funny because you can be so funny and so great and so wonderful. And then Finish your you, thought. Keep then going. You, you see the, <laughs> you see the people outside and one person comes up and goes, that was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. You really need to work, work on that. And you dwell on that for the longest time. I'm not saying, I'm saying in general, preachers do this. Oh yeah. I mean, the, the teachers, everybody that has to deal with the, an audience. And if somebody does, you know, say that was terrible. Yeah. That's what they, that's the only thing they think about. But all the other stuff was, you know, talk about how great you are and how wonderful you are. I remember when you were at church at Spring Woodlands and, um, I'm going to tell where you were, okay. uh, Spring Woodlands, and you did, um, you did your thing, your your comedy, the phenomenal comedy performance. Older is what people, it's called. the older people, everybody that knew you, you know, it was it was funny. They, the kids just loved you. The grown-ups were upset with how loud everything was, <laughs> yeah. and they're just like, "What is going on? Why he has to be so loud?" And uh, but the kids were just, you know, were there, and it was funny to watch you. You grew so fast and just blew out, and you know, like everybody. And you start seeing that this is really a professional comedian. But there's nothing worse than when comedians go on a show like the Johnny Carson show, and they and Johnny says, "Hold on, you so, dropped this name." Okay, you uh, dropped this name here. It didn't bounce back yeah. up. Oh, there you go. Uh, anyway, if, she hung is out that, with John, Johnny Carson for everybody that doesn't know. <laughs> everybody knows. I've got. You know, when I listening. first met her, I, she, you were at our church, and yes. I walked into her office, and I was like, wait a minute, why do you have a photo of you with Johnny Carson sitting in the chair next to his desk? And then you had a photo of you and Henry Winkler hanging out. And I was like, okay, I need to hang out with this, this lady. Like yeah. I have so much to learn. Turns out I didn't, but, but it was very, it was, what was, it so was intriguing at first. What was so sweet is that a lot of people came in and said, you know, I went to I went to Universal Studios and and I, I I wanted to sit in that chair. They were taking a picture. Johnny was they had him in a you know he was like a cardboard Johnny Carson was yeah. sitting there and they took the but that's what they thought I had done. And when I said I was on the Johnny Carson show, they thought I was in the audience on the Johnny Carson show. So it made it you know difficult to try and convince anybody. Yeah. But now nobody knows who he is, so it doesn't matter. That is true. You may be the only one. Jay Leno has even gotten to where you go, like, well, you know, Jay Leno was the, on Johnny. I mean, he took over, and yeah. they go like, no, keep going, and then you finally get down to, I don't know who's on who. Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon. Fallon, yeah. yes. And uh, so I went to uh, in Dallas. Have you ever been to Believe It or Not thing? Ripley's. Yeah, and the and the wax. I've museum. been outside, but um, my dad would never pay for the ticket to go in. <laughs> but he would stand out there and tell me crazy things. The wax museum, though, it it has all the all the people from the different Tonight Show and all that. And so you go stand next to them and and be there, and you know, and then you show that to people, and people go like, "You weren't really there. You didn't really yeah. meet him." But but when you take a picture of those wax the wax figures, they do. Some of them look so Do they really look alike? The only one I've ever seen, I went to Wax Museum in uh, Phoenix. So they were all kind of melty. It was during the summer, so it wasn't good. 
But so they look like, you know, it was like a sickly Johnny Carson. Well, I can't. But do wait. they really look real? Yes, yeah, some of them. Did. When you really? when you took the picture, the picture I don't know what does was does to it, but it makes it much more realistic. Okay. But I think that um, when you get yours done, make sure you have some kind of say over it. Yeah. Especially at Madame Tussauds or whatever that. Yeah. When do you get to like? Do you get to pick what like year? Because. <laughs> If I pick 2018, be, it would I take way be, less wax <laughs> than it would now. Yeah, I'm not doing Clint Eastwood right now. Yeah. Like, one more wrinkle, and then we've got it, I think. Yeah. But I, that's what I always feel bad, is that somebody puts you... It's, it's like um, the uh, ad for my show, uh, that sh- that picture, when it was taken, and he it wasn't only taken probably, you know, 10 years ago, mm-hmm. but it was... Uh, he then took it and said, now I'm going to make you 30. I'll make you look like you're 30 uh, by, the, you know, all the stuff that you can do now. And it's amazing. I I don't, it, it's good though, because nobody recognizes you out in public and yeah. so it's, it's fine. But you will have your statue somewhere someday, <laughs> I'm sure. Um, but I, I'm really excited because last time you were here, you kind of, made me feel bad about the fact that I hadn't known about the books that you had written. Oh, yeah. Like the, and of all the great titles that you have, The Average Boy, that is, that's so great. Yeah, The Adventures of Where'd that of come average from? Boy. Where'd that come so, from? So uh, 21 years ago, uh, Focus on the Family got my CD. That's how uh, old the story is. They got my very first CD that came out. And they thought uh, they thought it was really funny, and that it would go to uh, like it would translate to kids, which they didn't know I was out doing youth shows all over the country. So they they called me up and they were like, "Hey, this is funny, and we think it's like your material would be funny for kids. Would you ever consider writing? We have a junior high magazine called Clubhouse. Would you ever consider writing a humor article for our magazine?" Well, I never wanted to do stand up, so that was never a goal in my life. But growing up. I always, like, I, I read Dave Barry and Patrick McManus, and I read all these, like, humor writers. So one of my bucket lists was I wanted a, a humor article that I'd written to be published in a magazine. Like, I just won. That was a bucket list. I was going to make that happen before I died. And so when they said, would you do that? I was like, yeah, absolutely. So I started writing this uh, story about going back to school, and I was writing this true story about me getting a really bad haircut, but I thought of a cell phone joke. And so I thought, well, if... If it's about me, I didn't have cell phones when I was a kid. So it can't really be about me, but I really want to use the cell phone joke because it was like re- it was good for the story. Uh-huh. So I just created this character. I just made it a modern-day version of me. So I just called him Average Boy. And so they printed – it was supposed to be one article. And so it was like uh, The Adventures of Average Boy – uh, but it actually, I think it said the adventure of Average Boy because it was going to be one adventure. <laughs> and it said, by Bob Smiley as told to Bob Smiley. So we were even trying to create this character of like, but it was just for one story. But they printed it. And then all of a sudden, Average Boy started getting all this fan mail from junior high kids. Oh, my goodness. So they contacted me and they were like, would you consider making this a monthly article? So I started writing monthly for them. And then that's whenever they realized like, People were talking a lot. They were getting a lot of emails about The Average Boy from kids. And so they asked me to write uh, a comedy devotion book. So I wrote Devotions for Super Average Kids. And so it's like 30 funny stories. It's things that kids deal with. 
Um, there's a resolution at the end of each chapter, and then there's devotion questions in Scripture for kids to fill out and, you know, devotion questions to either fill out on their own or to do with their family. And so we put that out as a comedy devotion book for middle school kids. It sold really well. So then that is awesome. we put out the second one, Devotions for Super Average Kids, uh, the second book. And so, again, 30 new adventures and stories and stuff, uh, 30 things that kids are dealing with. And then during the pandemic, we started an Average Boy podcast. Do you know, you know what a podcast is? Yes. <laughs> Good, because you're on one. Um, <laughs> so we, uh, we started the Average Boy podcast for, for families to listen to with their kids. And we made them short so they'd be like on the way to the grocery store, or on the way to the school and stuff. We just decided to try it. We didn't know if families would do it. And we started putting it out in uh, January uh, of 2020 not realizing that COVID was about to hit. Oh. And so COVID hit, and so now families are all How at perfect. home. They're yes. listening to this. So during COVID, this is the third book, Average Boys uh, Above Average Year. So it's not a comedy devotional book. It's more like Diary of a Wimpy Kid, only way better. Um, but this book uh, came out in October, I think, of last year. And it's just a fiction book. It's funny. But, again, I'm a Christian, so there's a lot of moral dilemmas that he's faced right. with where he has to you know choose whether to do the good That's thing or the bad thing perfect. so um, and then that book blew up on amazon and so normally you get a book deal and then about two or three years later if your book does well you get another book deal and so that book like sold out on amazon so it went on back order and so they immediately came to me and was like hey we're you want to do a fourth one and i was like yeah because this is average boys above average year so I started actually last week on Average Boys Above Average Summer. I loved I so. loved to get in your head and see how you figure out what you're going to say and how you how you structure this. But there's this thing that we've got in like one minute now. We have one minute. We talked so it's so much fun to talk to you. I'm so glad yeah. you're here. Um, but I want to know about this Oculus thing that you're doing. It's I, I understand about Oculus. Mm-hmm. I've played on Oculus, but you are now going to be in England tomorrow? I'll be in England tomorrow at, uh, at 3 p.m. doing a virtual comedy show at a comedy club in the metaverse. And I've been doing this for about two years now where I can sit in my office and go to Scotland and do stand-up. That's and I'm going to England tomorrow. <laughs> and the Soapstone Comedy Club is actually what started it all. They, this guy, um, Aaron, built a comedy club in the virtual world and everybody flocks to it. And it's so weird because you make what your body wants to look like. So the first time I went in, this huge, gigantic, burly <laughs> dude like walks up to me, and all of a sudden he goes, "Hey, are you gonna tell some jokes? I heard you're wee 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 funny." And I was like, <laughs> "Did I just meet Mike Tyson? Like that was the craziest thing. Like you just don't That's, know." But her, it's it's it is. Tell everybody how they get up for find cartoons. out about it. Hurry, go. They can go to bobsmiley.com or my uh, Instagram or Facebook account and DM me. Bob Smiley Comic or Bob Smiley Comedy on Facebook. DM him gently. Okay. Yeah. Bob, thank you so much. You're amazing. It's always I, it's a an honor for you to be time here. Time waster. And I have to, t- <laughs> I have to tell I didn't think you were listening. All your all first responders, we love you so much. We love you, first responders. We really do. You are just amazing. So thank you for being so brave. And see you uh, not tomorrow, but the next day. Bye. Every week, people ask the same two questions. Are they ready to retire? Will their savings last for their lifetimes? 
Hi, this is Chris Wooten with Wooten Financial Group. Our firm has been in Montgomery County for decades, but the hopes and dreams of the people we serve never change. We help answer these two questions and many more that people have about their uncertain financial future. We have a simple introductory client experience that allows us to get to know the client and includes a few meetings for the client to kick the tires at no charge. We provide a concise, one-page summary that helps the client get a better handle on which questions are the right questions for them. To learn more about Wooten Financial Group's process in helping their clients to a clearer financial future and to see their contact information, visit Cindy Cochran's show page on IRLoneStar.com forward slash TCCS. Wooten Financial Group is a proud sponsor of the Cindy Cochran Show. Wooten Financial Group is available by phone at 936-449-5952 or visit them on the web at www.wootenfinancial.com. That's www.wootenfinancial.com. This program is sponsored by the Wooten Financial Group. It is not the intent of Wooten Financial Group to render or offer personalized investment advice or financial planning advice through this radio program or any related website. Wooten Financial Group's participation in this program is limited to providing general information on financial matters and should not be construed as financial recommendation or investment advice. Investment advisory services are offered through Game Plan Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission and the state of Texas. Insurance services are offered through Wooten Financial Group, Inc. Game Plan Advisors and Wooten Financial Group, Inc. are affiliated through common ownership and neither firm is affiliated with The Cindy Cochran Show. No listener should assume that any information presented and or made available on this program serves as the receipt of or a substitute for personalized individual advice from Game Plan Advisors, Wooten Financial Group, or any of their representatives. Is there